Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Youth Hoops Pod presented by Pro Skills Basketball. You are listening to the Morning Shootaround, a daily 10 minute podcast series where we will discuss a wide range of topics relating to basketball, from the NBA all the way down to the youth basketball movement. So let's hop into the shootaround. I am Christian Barber, Pro Skills Basketball Marketing Manager. Uh, joining me today is PSB Charlotte Director Chris Goodrum. Welcome back to the morning shootaround again, Chris. Welcome, welcome. Ready to get some shots up? Let's do it. Let's get them up this morning. Let's uh, let's let's have a discussion about the beautiful parity that we are seeing in college basketball this year. Coming off of quite a few years of these big recruiting classes, whether it was Zion and them going to Duke, or even going back to Carl Anthony Towns on that Kentucky team that almost went under defeated before falling short to to Wisconsin. We've had teams over these past few years that it's almost like at the beginning of the season, you're like, all right, well, they're going to be in the final four, you know, and, and that didn't always work out that way, but it was just kind of this, you kind of felt like you knew how the outcome was going to be. And I, I guess to the, the greatness of the March Madness bracket, it didn't always work out that way. But this season, man, we've seen number one seeds dropping left and right, some taking losses, some just getting jumped. Um, notably, Michigan State was a one seed, loses to Kentucky. They drop out. Kentucky was a one seed, loses to Evansville. That seemed like an insane upset. upset. And then shortly after, uh, I'm up late at night as I watch Stephen F. Austin get a steal and lay it in at home at Duke which I'll just let you speak on the, the madness of that moment. Um, but let's, let's discuss this beautiful parody in college basketball. Yeah, um, the crazy thing is uh, the, the stat that we saw um, that I believe ESPN pushed out was the number one team um, lost eight times between 2012-2013 season, 2015-2016 season, 2016-2017 season, and 2018-2019 season. They lost eight times combined. All of those seasons. All of those four seasons. So an average of two number one ranked teams losing per season. We're over a third of the way there in just three weeks of the season. Um, three weeks when that stat yeah. was, was, was pushed out uh, in the 2019-2020 season. That's incredible. Yeah. As far as the Duke-Stephen F. Austin loss goes, I just want to say – Hey, kids playing basketball, it's never over until it's over. It's never. I mean, the Stephen F. Austin guys were pushing, they were battling, and to get that still, to end it on a layup, it was incredible to watch. I was not alive the last time Duke lost a non-conference home game. 1983 <laughs> versus Wagner. Wagner. I wasn't alive. I don't even know. Like I don't even. Know. I can't. I can't comprehend it because I've grown up a Duke fan. Um, I love good basketball anywhere. I want to say um, I'm not a Duke bias fan, but I grew up a Duke fan. So like, it's just like you don't see Duke lose games that time of the year at home. You just don't. Like it's almost like if if Duke's at home before Christmas break, you're like, oh, okay, let's watch it. But it's gonna be a win. Yeah, they snapped the Blue Devils' 150 game winning streak against non conference opponents yeah. at home wild we could do a 30-minute podcast on that moment alone but when we look back at Michigan State losing to Kentucky early in the Champions Classic this year that uh, our co-founders were actually at they got to go to the Madison Square Garden to watch that one and then we talk about the Kentucky loss to Evansville which was huge I mean that was a huge upset it just yeah. got trumped by one uh, shortly after yeah. and I, I would say that that you know Duke lost Stephen you know Duke lost to Stephen F. Austin was one of the greatest point differential losses for a number one because I think Duke was favored by 27 and a half points mm. 
to me, Kentucky to Evansville is just as big, if not bigger, because of the proximity of those two schools. Mm -hmm. I mean, Evansville is a stone's throw from Kentucky. The kids playing at Evansville had a chip on their shoulder because they weren't being recruited mm -hmm. by Kentucky. Uh, and so for them to go and do that, I, I mean, moment of a lifetime for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's all incredible to watch. And then, you know, we were discussing, like, Michigan starts the season unranked. Within about a week and a half, they take down North Carolina, Gonzaga. They go from unranked to number four, four, and they find themselves at Louisville playing the number one team in Louisville with a chance to go from unranked to number one, which I don't know the exact stat off the top of my head, but I remember them talking about like nothing like that had ever even – it hadn't even been that a team had jumped from unranked to four in that short of a time span. If they would have gone from that to number one in that short of a time span – Oh my goodness, like just more justice to this year. Like you don't know who's going to creep up with you and who's going to come out of nowhere and, and take the lead. Yeah, I, I love the parody uh, that we see in college basketball, and I love it even more when we get to the tournament time, mm -hmm. right? Oof. Because you just never know, and you've got uh, these smaller schools uh, that, that, that are starting to show a lot of promise when it comes to playing what you would call your perennial powerhouses mm -hmm. uh, because they've got mature, upper-class men leading their teams with a lot more game experience. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's fun to kind of see the parity and fun to kind of see that, hey, it doesn't matter uh, who you're playing. If you, if you have a really good team, if you have a good, mature um, – skill set of players on your team whether you're playing youth basketball or you're playing all the way up in you know the the blue bloods of college basketball if you've got a really good team and you believe in each other and if you trust in each other and if you have fun in the process mm -hmm. then who knows what's going to happen I like what you did there yeah I, I want to piggyback and say I think you made a great point of like and I, um, last time I'll talk about the Duke thing but I think those like seeing Stephen F. Austin wins that now shows these teams that like doesn't matter where we go play man like it doesn't matter if they've had this long win streak like let's go out here and get a win and I kind of relate it back to um, this past fall season I was coaching my fifth grade team and we had been making a good little run we won, won the first uh, game in the tournament at the end of the season and we we're going into the final four and we're playing another team that they had played last season and they were like oh coach like they beat us bad last season I was like guys like we're good like let's stay in it and we ended up losing but we hit a you were there we had a little step back buzzer kind of not a buzzer beating three but hit a late three but his toe was on the line. We ended up losing by one. It would have tied the game. And I think it just speaks to, like, man, who cares what last season was like? We're right there competing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. My uh, eighth grade team had uh, played a really good team uh, here in Charlotte, a traditional perennial powerhouse team that you would call, you know, if you want to use those words uh, for, for travel ball. Come yeah. out of the gates flat, 20-point uh, deficit at halftime wound up winning by six mm. because to 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 our team and to our players it you know that's the message is it doesn't matter right like one possession at a time you know believe in each other stay strong one good defensive possession one good offensive possession and that's what you see these Evansvilles these Stephen F. Austins Kentucky right Michigan State loses to Kentucky those are two really good teams really good equal teams and didn't really matter the ball bounced Kentucky's way that game you know? Yeah, and I, I like that. I hope young kids now watching this get that message of like, hey, man, it don't, it don't matter who you are, where you are, because we've seen that in March Madness. You know, we saw Chicago Loyola make a run or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, quite a few years back, Florida Gulf Coast made that great run. Auburn getting to the Final Four. Auburn's a, a great university, but in basketball terms, they're a little, they're not with the Blue Bloods. Um, I, I hope that and I think that 
these young basketball players should start to take it to their middle school games, take it to their high school games. I don't care who you're going to play. I don't care what their conference record is. And I don't care what their student section looks like. Dude, go in there, get some unity, you know, shout out our values, unity, come together and get a win, man. It don't matter who you're playing. Any, anyone can win on any given night. And we're seeing that on national TV now. Yeah, I I also love the fact that it's that it's shouting out D two colleges, mm-hmm. u, u, universities. You know, everyone, all of these basketball players have their sights on D one. But you know, like you know, Evansville, Steve, Stephen F. Austin, D D D one schools, but also helping to show that hey, you don't have to go to D one. Mm-hmm. You don't have to play at a high major. You can play at a mid major. You can play at a at a low major D one. You can go to a really good D two school and get a really good experience and be on a level, be on a court where you're still competing with some of the best in basketball. And so, do what you want to do, but when you're on the court, compete. Find some unity, have a little fun. You might have to overcome a couple of things. You might have to sacrifice. But at the end of the day, play basketball. No, for sure. And I, I'll, I'll kind of conclude by saying I think you make a good point, man. When we look at Damian Lillard, you know, when we took look at Steph Curry, Davidson, like a lot of these big-time Paul George, Fresno State. I mean, we the list could go on. Those are guys that come to my head. Like a lot of these big-time dudes came from mid-major, low-mid-major D1s because they were at the right spot for them. It wasn't right. about them being at the biggest school. It was about them being at the best school for them. What right. fits them? What coaching philosophy fits them? How are they going to be able to succeed? And, you know, hopefully people can take away from this. Maybe they, they start to think, ooh, Stephen F. Austin, like I could go there and be a, be a contributor or I could go to Michigan State or, or a large university located near there and, and ride the bench and not really get to see my full potential. But I'm at Michigan State. You know, I'm putting the jersey on. I got the Instagram picture. I hope that, that young kids can kind of see, man, you can go make waves wherever you're at. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, shoot around. Morning one. Another getting one. Getting shots up. Getting shots up. Getting our reps in. I, I enjoyed it, man. Wait, I appreciate you talking. And um, everybody stay tuned. We'll be coming back at you tomorrow. Thank you for joining us for the morning shoot around. If you want to join in on the conversation you just heard or have a topic you would like us to discuss, please reach out and connect with us on our social media platforms at ProSkillsBasketball on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, and at ProSkillsBball on Twitter. That concludes the shoot-around. Stay tuned for more topics to come.